Coming up on Verse Course Verse. Good old preseason content. We're not gone. It's a preseason. That's next. Verse Course Universe DL here. How's it going? I am doing very well. It might look like I'm cold or something. I'm not. I promise. I've got this weird, this is not a statement of any way. I tweaked my neck this morning, so I've got a nice warmer just sitting right here thanks to this scarf. Yes, I am that fucking old. What are we doing here today? Well, we are all good old preseason content. More preseason bullshit. I am recording this a few days before Christmas. Of course, brand new baby. I don't sleep. That's okay. I've got that weird parent adrenaline thing where two hours and I'm straight. So I'm having, you know, I can get to it now. What am I drinking today? Well, it's coffee. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab the nearest bottle, which is uh, Tennessee Honey. Jack Daniels. Let's see, uh, coffee with uh, Tennessee honey whiskey. A dog will hunt. That's good. It's very sweet, but hey, it's the holidays. Evil's got his fudge. I've got my candy booze. Rachel's got, we call it the usual. I am still drinking what I was drinking the last time you heard me. Nope, 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 nope. I am drinking some cinnamon bun latte by Chamberlain Coffee with a little bit of Fireball. And it's fine. It's not bad. The more you drink, the better it tastes. Watch, watch. We're doing cameras now. That's weird. I mean, it's going to take me a little while to get used to this. I don't feel very good. Um, number one, uh, Santa brought me the plague. I think it's the flu. So I'm finally sounding halfway decent enough to actually record. So episode 161, what are we doing here? Well, we are all separately taking our time, doing it as we like, Evil, Rachel, and I, talking a little bit about the finale, what our thoughts are on it, and then more importantly, yes, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I've just grown soft in my old age. I don't know if now that I'm up in my 40s, I'm just a little bit of a broken man, but uh, I finally said yes to the annoyance of the group, I finally decided that, yes, we will talk about Christmas, music, movies, Christmas. I'm voting getting soft in my old age. You know, apparently, uh, I don't remember who asked him, but my opinions are softer now. Uh, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to get my edge back this year, damn it. He said as he drank whiskey, honey whiskey in his coffee. It doesn't matter. It's still, hey, drinking's been good to me in my life. Eh. Let's Let's get to it. Let's talk to Evil. Let's talk to Rachel. Let's bring it on home. Uh, I want to hear about the finale first. Uh, before I do, I hope you guys are excited for season four. Um, talking to the finale without in going into too many specifics. Uh, what we did is we went to Palm Springs and visited our good friend Carrie. It was a blast. We recorded an episode with her, the What Is Music. It was supposed to be video. It ended up being a cluster. It We had a really hard time with a lot of certain things, a lot of moving parts. I'm grateful for it because now that we are going full video season four, I know what to look for. I know what is going to get messed up, what isn't. Uh, I'm ready for it. 
season four, we're coming at you full video. Every episode is going to be on video. There are going to be some extra YouTubes, all that stuff. We're still doing the Rolling Stone videos. We're still uh, doing the Rachel's uh, Back to the Oh My Words. I'm, I'm really proud of everything that we have coming out. Some pre-stuff, but th that's really it. That's what we've got going on right now. You know, as far as the the what is music, that was an interesting episode. It, it's really hard. I'm. <laughs> it's hard for me to judge it because I automatically hate it just because the audio mess up. Uh, I don't know if you knew this about me. Rachel and Evil have spoken to it a couple times, but stuff like that drives me nuts. If it wasn't for the logistics and how crazy it was, I would have done a do-over. In fact, we may or may not had done a do-over for the finale for other technical reasons. That is neither here nor there. Point being that it drove me a little nuts. I apologize again for, for that What Is Music episode. It, 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 I thought it was a great episode, though. I thought it opened up a conversation that needs to be a lot longer because I'm not happy with uh, how it ended up. Not in the sense that um, I came to some realizations about myself in that conversation, you know, uh, with Carrie and uh, Rachel hitting home that essentially I think there were some female perspectives that I'm just not considering and I wasn't. And I've always kind of felt a little bit of a, um, in a, a little, like I was raised by a single mom you know, uh, my, my grandma and grandpa, I have a lot of family, but I have a lot of very strong women in my family. You know, I have uh, aunts that are very strong individuals. Uh, my mom has been one of the more independent females I've ever known. To hear that I wasn't considering that perspective enough or that I, I kind of don't get to have an opinion, that's, that was hard for me to hear. It was, but I'm, I'm glad we had that conversation and I think it opens up a lot. I, I didn't hear much feedback from uh, a lot of listeners. I don't know if maybe there's a fear of getting involved in that conversation, much like there was for us. But as far as like the, the biggest questions I would have to ask are if you want a, a specific to answer, my question is, we talked about that daughter's album album exhaustively. I would want to know from the listeners, do you think that those sort of albums we should talk about or are they just off limits? Is there a is there a, a limit to what the the artist does? The evil made a good point that, hey, you know, there are other people involved in these albums. Does that one artist cancel everything out for everyone else? And then my my biggest question to everybody would be what should we? discuss in the pod? What should we not discuss in the pod? Do we owe it to the listeners to share our opinions on things or do we owe it to the listeners to not share our political opinions? I think that's the, that's the best question that we can answer. And I want to answer that. I haven't really talked specifically about the finale. I don't want to talk about the logistics. I want to talk about who voted for what and some surprises, some not surprises. Before we get into that, there's two other people involved in this. Uh, Rachel, Mason Polio, how'd you feel? Let's talk about the finale. What did I love? What did I hate? I'm sure you want to dig deep into my brain, so I'm just going to just tell you all about it now. Um, general surprise about the finale every year when we record is that we can come sort of to a consensus or some sort of consensus, if you will, about the top 10 albums of the year because we have such diverse tastes in music. However, I feel like having so much exposure to the things that other people like 
and really having these deep conversations about what makes an album good or bad, what we liked about a certain album, what we didn't like about a certain album, comparing newer albums of artists to older albums. We really get to dive deep into them. And I think it exposes us to new music, to music that we normally wouldn't listen to, and to a lot of music that we would probably disregard pretty quickly. I feel like there's a lot of albums that end up on the list that if I didn't have the pod or if I'd only listened to one song, I'd be like, eh, it's fine. Zach Bryan, for example, man, I love, I would not have picked up that album this year at all. I don't know if I would have run into it in my daily life, but I fell in love and it ended up on the list because I pushed so hard for it. (laughs) The boys were like, eh, it's whatever. But I, this lady, I wanted it so bad on there. That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, just general consensus of um, coming up with a top 10 is always kind of impressive that it's not more pulling teeth. This year was a little bit harder. That's what she because I didn't have my buddy Sven um, pull in for me with the pop bangers. Um, But I did get a couple albums that I love on that top 10 list. So one thing that I hate about the pod in general, but hated about this specific finale was I, I tend to dig a little too deep into the personal lives of artists when I'm listening to their music. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know where they came from. I want to know their musical background as far as education, what their influences were, all that kind of stuff. And I dug too deep into Gordon Lightfoot. I dug into a man that I grew up loving, that my dad grew up loving, albums that I listened to on repeat all the time when I was a kid. And just to find out that he was uh, abusive to significant others in an incredibly violent um, emergency room, hospitalization, um, breaking bones sort of way. I hate that. That was an unfortunate part of the finale for me. What I loved about the finale, what I love about every finale is working these dumb idiots. Um, man, there is nobody else in the world that I can think of that I would want to talk about music with more. We are so different in our musical tastes, what we grew up listening to, where we come from. Even though we are, for some reason, we grew up listening to different stuff. We're very different people and we listen to different things now. So we have all these different backgrounds, and I think that that diversity in tastes and backgrounds really makes for a good mix for the podcast, and it makes a good mix for conversation. I love it. I love us as a group. I loved um, listening to all the listener questions that people come up with, and I love, love, loved hearing um, favorite albums from listeners. It's really interesting to know what other people are listening to because I feel like sometimes we, not David, David gets to hear, he reads the comments. I don't read the comments, but I have these blinders on sometimes and it's nice to know what the rest of the world thinks and what the same people that listen to the albums that we're listening to, 
what they love, what they thought was the best albums of the year. So those were really cool to find out and really fun to hear about, I guess. That's what I loved, hated, and was surprised about, about our finale. I'm assuming what she said was something about how brilliant my takes are. I agree, Rachel, you're a very smart woman. Uh, So now let's get to Evil. Evil, uh, what did you think about the finale? Uh, I'm getting this episode to DL a little late, so I like stressing him out. And uh, I didn't even have to try. It just happened naturally. So that's we're going to talk what about the finale a little bit. Finale. That was so long ago. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Christmas, which was also so long ago. Uh, Not really for me, but for you guys, it probably is. Uh, But anyway, let's get into it. Like I said, I have the plague. Bear with me, pretty please. Sugar on top. It feels like so long ago. So when I saw the script for these episodes, I'm like, the finale, man. The first rule of the finale is you don't talk about the finale, right? And the second rule of the finale is you don't talk about the finale. I mean, we already did the finale. To kind of like wrap up the year and and uh, ease into this next uh, season where we're, we're doing all kinds of new stuff with the video and blah, 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 blah. And the theme that we'll be uh, kind of weaving in through the episodes. Uh, I think it's good to look backwards a little bit. I hate doing it. I think one of the things that as listeners you guys don't understand is doing podcasts is hard. It's, there's The sausage is one thing, but then seeing how the sausage is made, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> And uh, I think you would be surprised at how messy the process can be. I mean, first of all, you've got to wrangle us, us squirrely humans uh, to do this with our schedules and our busy lives. And I think Rachel and I and, and uh, you know, on other episodes like Sven, Carrie, dealing with guests, I think just the organization of the podcast Keeping it consistent, that's going to put DL in an early grave. Yep. And then not only do you have to get everyone on the same page to, you know, sign on and, and have, uh, you know, their research done and their scripts ready. And then technically everything has to go right. Right. You know, what could go wrong? I mean, we do this remotely primarily. What if the Internet just happens to be bad? I don't know. That's never happened to me before. Uh, what if your mic is on the fritz or you got like some some like wire noise that you can't hunt down? Like I said, that's never happened to me before. You sure about that? Or your software is glitching or your fucking cameras now. Uh, what happens if you don't hit record? Asking for a friend. <laughs> These are all hypotheticals, right? We do do it and we get through it. And DL edits all these episodes together and we put things out. So what's done is done. What did I love about the finale? Being done with it, honestly, (laughs) to be honest, I like looking forward. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of our episodes, especially the ones that I record. I just, you know, if I feel like maybe there were mistakes made by myself or if I, I, I like stumble which I do. I mean, fuck, we stumble all the time. That's kind of the whole point is let's get drunk and talk about music. Um, you're going to stumble here and there. But for the most part, I like to look forward versus backwards. Uh, I'm not a big retrospective kind of thinker. Uh, I do like the episodes where we look back at the previous years, like our top albums and kind of like, where are those today? Those are fun. But like 
going over something that we just did like a few weeks ago, eh, it's not, I don't know. We got through it. We won by finishing the season. Let's just say that. Uh, it's kind of like a marathon versus a sprint. A lot of people do marathons because they're fucking hard. It's hard to go out and grind and grind and grind. And sometimes just getting done is a win. Uh, sprints are different, man. Sprints are hard. Go out and, and fucking run some wind sprints. That, that'll that'll uh, let you know a little something about yourself. I feel like I can get my Iron Man tattoo, right? What did I hate about the finale? Hmm. And to be honest, this content, I don't like doing this retrospective content. It's just not my thing. Uh, let's do something new. Uh, let's move forward. Let's, let's look back on things in a year and, and, and reflect on things, you know, when there's a little bit more time in between us and it. Um, that's just how I feel. I also, I, I'm not a big fan of doing verse course verse content we have a a, a a saying in our house. It's a sing, you're being a single Pringle. You're off doing your own thing. I don't like doing this content by myself because the whole point of what we do is getting together and discussing the music and you know having some drinks and hanging out and having conversations. And so, you know, I think there is content that I I would be interested in making as sort of like a individual soul kind of contributor. Uh, but for the podcast as it is, I don't, I've never liked doing this content. It's the worst. I'm just like, I'm sitting here by myself talking to a camera, you know, uh, the reality, I know you guys are at home listening or now watching, but it, it feels, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the recording sessions with the crew when I'm talking with DL or DL and Rachel or DL and Carrie or DL and Sven or the, all of us, you know, I actually really like the recordings we do when we're all in person. It, it has so much more energy and this is, I don't know, it feels contrived to me, but we'll do it. You know, I don't want to leave you guys in the lurch. I do have a couple of takes on, on the, the finale itself, two kind of surprises for me. One was Foo Fighters miraculously showing up again, yet again, for the fourth, fifth, seventeenth time as the number one album. I mean, you know, <coughs> we're not we're, we're not saying that it's the best of all time because when we come up with these end of the year top ten lists, there's like this weird formula that everything gets put through, and really, it's just kind of you know, it is a good album. That's it made the list because it's a good album, but it's the I think just the least worst album by all of us collectively is kind of what that number one position really is. And it's good. So that, that actually surprised me. It's like, of course, Foo Fighters were the, the top album. You know, it's not like they haven't been talked about a little bit on here before. And then the, the, I think the biggest surprise for me was DL's pick of Autumn, the Smashing Pub, Pumpkins album as being the very, very top album for him for the entire year. That one actually kind of blew me away. Uh, I mean, I love the pumpkins and I enjoyed that album, uh, but it's, I'm going to be honest. It was a slog. We did it for a quick fire and I, I kind of hate doing those. I hate listening to anything over an hour for a quick fire, unless it's fucking metal and, or, you know, something that I'm really into a multi-volume kind of thing. Ugh. Uh, so it was a slog to get through. 
I did enjoy stuff on it. Dio having picked it as his number one album, I'm gonna. It makes me like, okay, I've got to go back and give it uh, another go. You know, maybe there's some really good stuff on there. So that you know, in my infinite listening time moving forward, <laughs> we'll do that. Oh, evil! You're so silly. Um, the finale. So it was extremely long. It was our first ever unedited, you know, besides a couple of technical faux pas and breaks and things like that. I did not edit it. Uh, I left in the us. I left in the ums. I left in the sigh. Think about it for a second. I left everything in. That's the real thing. What you saw in the finale was the real thing. Uh, most of what you heard in the what is music was the real thing. If the audio would have been better and... That is our promise to you that we will work on that. I think the finale the finale was the first ever time that we recorded a, a non-edited episode. And it's taken me a while to hit. Uh, this one's helping actually that, you know, what I've gotten used to doing is I've gotten used to recording 90 minutes for a 60 minute episode, you know, 100 minutes for a 60 minute episode. We've got to get back to that mindset of recording uh, 60 minutes for a 60 minute episode and it's going to take us some time. So yeah, the finale is a little bit rough. There's uh there's some long windedness in there that we need to figure out. Some of our stories need to be shorter, little things like that, that you're going to see us get a lot better at. And these two and a half hour episodes, that's the finale. That's not normal. Our episodes are going to stay to an hour. You know, you're not going to have to fast forward through certain things. Hopefully you didn't anyway. Hopefully you still liked the natural conversation as it were. Um, I still think it has to be adjusted a lot just because the biggest, the most unfortunate thing about the podcast and the only thing that I honestly think that we don't have working for us is that we don't live in the same place. So everything is remote. You know, we're, we're using Riverside to do this. And even if Riverside is good, which so far it's been pretty good, there's still that second pause of, you know, you don't know if you're laughing on time. You don't know if the other person's trying to chime in while you chime in, you know, all that annoying shit that comes along with zoom calls. We're working on it. It's going to get better. That part, uh, the finale was very long. I thought the second part, the second video was, was great. I also tried a couple different graphic things. So if you want to let us know what you liked more, I tried some borders. I tried not borders. I tried single camera stuff. I tried three camera stuff. If, if anything bugs you, you don't give a shit, any of that, just let me know. We can make it work. Uh, we listen to our listeners, listen to the listening. But the only other thing that I want to say is, is a few things that have happened over the last three weeks have just helped me realize, and I said this in the finale, but I'm going to say it again, how much I just love doing this podcast and I don't give a shit. I, I love the listeners, but I don't care who's listening as far as if there's two listeners or 20,000 listeners. Um, our, our listeners uh, are uh, listening as raised. I think we're going to have some struggle for the first year on you trying to get over to YouTube and then hopefully eventually uh, foreshadowing our own thing so we don't have to rely on Spotify, YouTube, that sort of thing. There's, there's something in the works. There's something in the works. We've, we've got a guy, we've got a bald guy that's hard at work, hardish at work for us. And, uh, we're, we're prepping. It's going to take a while. It's going to take some time. I was rushing a lot in season three to get to where we needed to be. I was rushing to 
try to make money, uh, try to monetize and not for me. I don't give a shit about this. I'll do this for 20 years without, while losing money, which I am. Um, it's four of the others. It's, you know, if I can pay Rachel and evil, I feel better. So eventually we're going to have a brand new website. It's going to happen this year. Uh, we'll probably put a little tip jar in there. Not, you know, bias. We're not saying come subscribe. We're saying buy us a beer. Buy me some Tennessee honey whiskey Jack Daniels to put in my coffee because this shit is good. I love the pod. I love the people that listen to the pod. I love the people that I do the podcast with. I love that we get to, uh, Sven's going to do it a couple times a year. I love that he and I are going to talk specifically about a couple things next year. I love that Carrie... Uh, came on and helped us out a little bit. We've got a couple extras that she did. Just We just thought it'd be fun to, you know, she's going to do a Rolling Stone episode this year. Uh, she's going to be part of our uh, VCV cocktail hour. What is VCV cocktail hour? Well, she did one with us and you're going to find out soon. It is a fun video. And the biggest thing that I just want to say is how much I love, uh, like I said, Evil and Rachel. Um, they've, I don't know what happened this year to all three of us. But something happened, uh, particularly towards the end, where we just, we've really figured out how to work together well. It's been really fun, and I hope that all of us just keep doing it forever. I really do. We've got to do it. Something that me and Evil have been pushing for for years, and that is... Got to do it. Man, this neck. We're actually going to do a little bit of a Christmas retrospective as well. We have to do it. It almost hurts as much as conceding the fact that we have to talk about Christmas. I know it's after Christmas when you're watching this, but hey, it's still the beginning of January. You're still in the spirit, right? You're still in the spirit. Your lights are still up. You might still have your tree up. Uh, we keep our tree up for New Year's, don't you? You've got to. Evil, you're a huge proponent. I, it surprises me a little bit how much you love Christmas music. Uh, why don't you talk to us about some awards? That's right, Christmas awards. We have them. We're giving them out. Here is your old pal, Evil. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through it, guys. Best Christmas movie of all time. I don't know, man. I don't know what what the best is. Uh, I, I can tell you what we watch. We watch Elf, like, almost on the daily during the holiday season. I, my lady loves it. The kids love it. It's easy to watch. It's one of the roles where Will Ferrell's like not being Will Ferrell. I, I don't know. It's just a good, easy to watch movie. I don't know if you love it or hate it. Uh, I seem, I seem to encounter a lot of people who like that movie. Uh, so that's one that is definitely in, if it's, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's the best. It's in the running. Uh, and then for me and also my lady, cause she's smart. Die hard is, is one of our favorites as well. That's foreshadowing. Um, what are my Christmas movie and music traditions? Well, we start listening to Christmas music way too early at our home for normal humans, uh, just because it's one of my favorite holidays. It, it's Eve loves Christmas. I've even I think I've gotten Megan into it as well. We love it. it it's just. I don't know. I, I, it, we we have started with Spotify this year. You know, uh, I got a uh, turntable for my birthday, so we actually bought some Christmas albums as well. That's taken it to a whole new level. 
just having Christmas music on <laughs> way too early is probably a tr- tradition of ours. And then the other one is watching Die Hard on Christmas Eve. John McClane, he helps us, he helps us, I was going to say ring in the new year, but that's not right. Uh, once again, feeling a little, feeling a little, uh, uh, a little foggy here, folks. All right. Best Christmas song. All right. You can tell that DL wrote these, the outline for this episode because he hates Christmas. He doesn't like Christmas. Um, but we've badgered him into including Christmas somehow, Christmas music, into our music podcast because, hello, Christmas carols. Uh, so I got to give him partial credit for that. But, I mean, we have an entire episode every year for Halloween music. I mean, it's it's related to scores. And it's kind of it's a little bit of a divergence from our, our normal format because we talk about the movies and stuff. We have Rachel Reeves come on. It's because it's like a really good, awesome tradition that we have uh, been doing for the last few years. Uh, but we, we've always avoided Christmas music in December or November even. And I've tried to sprinkle it into this like preseason content the following year. Finally, we got him to actually include it. But shouldn't we be doing Christmas music like before Christmas instead of happening? Whatever. That's the world's smallest man playing My Heart Bleeds for You on a tiny violin. Why don't you write in and let him know uh, what your thoughts are on Christmas music and whether or not we should include it in the format before Christmas rather than after. We'll we'll wear him down. (coughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to make it through. promise. Best song, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, what's your best Christmas song? What's the best Christmas album? Like, I just like talking about stuff I like. I don't, I don't. We had a good thing, you stupid son of a bitch. I don't know that there's a best Christmas song. I'm sure, I, I think because the holidays are, are really something that is so individualized and what is good for you and what you grew up with and your your traditions are really going to frame what your favorite Christmas music is. Same with me. You know, I grew up singing in choirs. I love Christmas. I just love, hey, I've always loved Christmas because it's fucking awesome. Um, you know, presents, Santa Claus, it's great. Uh, and I, I was already very much into music at the time, but it, it helped me build an even even deeper sort of connection with music so I you know I, don't, I have a ton of favorites um, I'm not gonna like be like this is the best Christmas song here's the best Christmas album so instead since I did uh, get that turntable earlier in the year and have started collecting vinyl let's talk about some albums that I have enjoyed this year uh, number one and I think DL will actually agree with this one yep the the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas album, the Vince Guaraldi trio. This is a classic. Also, the fucking the 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 cartoons are great too. I watched both of them. I think there's only two um, of the Christmas specials. There's obviously more than two Charlie Brown cartoons. This is great. This is great background music. Uh, you, I have it on during work quite a bit, uh, and it's just a fun. I don't know, charming like old school holiday feel. I really love this album. In contention for maybe the best. Really? 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 No, I'm not going to do that. I said I wasn't going to do that. 
uh, Los Straight Jackets. This is their their complete Christmas songbook. Uh, there's there's two albums in here. Um, it's phenomenal. I don't know if you're familiar with Los Straight Jackets. You should be. They're a great band. They do like surfer rock. They wear the Los Luchadores like wrestling masks. They got a whole cool shtick going on. This is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I've been listening to their Christmas music for years and years and years. Pick this one up, and I probably listen to it the most out of all of my albums, all my Christmas albums. Uh, this Winter Wonderland collection is really good because best Christmas album, I don't know. Like, I'm so used to Christmas music being sort of like a mishmash, a playlist, or or a group of carols that I was I would sing as a kid, or not really like an album format from one artist or one band. So th this is like a, a good, I don't know, collection of Christmas classics. The one, like, what the fuck is going on on here? Track one, side C, uh, Bobby Day's Rockin' Robin. What? what? Still, good album. Bing, Bing Crosby, come on. White Christmas, baby. I really like Andy Williams. Uh, I don't have a favorite Christmas song, but I do love It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. It's a That, that one just gets me in the Christmas spirit for some reason. I don't know. Um, great album. Uh, the Phil Spector, another one I don't think DL is going to uh, kick out of bed. Nope, 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 nope. Is the Phil Spector Christmas album. He loves this. Maybe he just hates Christmas on principle, but he really likes it. Deep down. I don't know. We'll see. Grew three sizes that day. Uh, it's great. It's got tons of phenomenal music on it. I have a couple more on my list of I'm going to get for next year. Uh, I want some Nat King Cole Christmas music. I, there's a, at least one track on, on that compilation, but I need more. I need more Nat King Cole in Christmas. Uh, probably some Sinatra, same thing. I think there's a, at least one Sinatra song on that compilation. Need more Sinatra during Christmas. And then the Dave Brubeck Christmas album is on my list as well. So I'll be picking those up for next year. Big question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I think I, I answered that earlier, or at least my opinion of that. We watch it every year on Christmas Eve. If it wasn't before, it has become a Christmas movie for us. It's one of our traditions. Uh, if you don't think that it's a Christmas movie or have some strong argument as to why it's not, you're part of the problem. Um, so, yeah. And then finally, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie? And this is really the one that I chewed on the most because my initial reaction was no, it's a Halloween movie, but it also, it also has Christmas in the name. So how can it not be a Christmas movie? The spoiler alert, I think it's both. I think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween and Christmas movie, but because I think my initial experience of it is during the Halloween season, I sort of like put it in that, like I pigeonholed it and put it in that category initially. And then, so I'm like, it's a Halloween movie, not a Christmas movie. But if you watch it during Christmas season, it plays just as well. I'm gonna go with it's both. And that's my final answer. So the other person, surprisingly, that really, really wanted to talk about Christmas was Rachel. Uh, yes, you're hearing it right. I was tagged up on big time. 
and they've been bugging me about it for two years. And I, I said, no, 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 immediately, which they found ways around it anyway. I think a lot of Evil's off-season stuff was actually based around Christmas. Uh, but I don't know what happened this year. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into the holidays. Uh, like I said, a couple days before Christmas right now, uh, I like it. I'm having fun. I've been listening to more Christmas music than I usually do. And so I was the one that put this together. I was the one that put together the Christmas awards that Rachel's going to talk about right now. Rachel, give us your winners of Christmas awards 2023. A couple minutes about Christmas. I love Christmas. I've wanted to do, we do a Halloween episode every year. I've wanted to talk about Christmas albums. I think we are very, very close, me and Evil, to convincing David that it is a good idea to talk about Christmas albums. I think we're about 11 months away um, from getting the Christmas episode that we want so badly. Wrong, sir, wrong. Keep your fingers crossed, thoughts and prayers. Um, but let's talk about the Christmas awards that David came up with. These are not necessarily, they're a little bit, some about music, some about movies, some about personal choices. My holiday drink this season, you know me, I'm just a dumpster, uh, a garbage hole of whatever's in the fridge and whatever I can mix together. I don't have a lot of Christmassy stuff. I guess I picked this cinnamon bun latte coffee drink because cinnamon for some reason made me think of Christmas but my holiday drink of choice all the time every time is just straight ass cold eggnog right out of the fridge it is delicious um it's thick and disgusting and a lot of people don't like it but I fucking love eggnog it's so good and if you could advise me how to make that into some sort of cocktail. Hit it with some white rum. I will drink it in a cocktail. But right now it's just plain eggnog, which they were sold out of at the store. So I have no eggnog, which is very sad. What is the best Christmas movie of all time? The best Christmas movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. I don't think I need to explain myself. It's amazing. Ironically, I hadn't watched It's a Wonderful Life until a couple years ago, which is a little embarrassing, quite frankly, but it is the best there is. My favorite Christmas movie of all time, favorite, not best, but favorites. Um, I cheated and picked three. Elf, fabulous film, great comedy, love it so much. Uh, love Actually, which is a little controversial because there's a lot of like, bad people in that movie <laughs> that you're like rooting for even though they're horrible human beings um but it's just a fun christmas movie in my brain um and a home alone of course a childhood uh dream of getting left at your house by your parents and you get to do whatever you want um home alone home alone 2 is great too getting on the wrong plane and going to the wrong city that just seems like a good time. And then staying at the plaza? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, Home Alone movies, best childhood movies, uh, or favorite childhood movies. Love Actually is an adult. Alpha is an adult. Those are great. All of those are fabulous holiday movies. Um, Christmas movie and music traditions. Did I say that right? I feel like I've been drinking. Traditions. Movie traditions, I mean, just like everybody in America 
Christmas story is on repeat for 24 hours a day on Christmas. So that is a movie tradition that just, that's one that happens. Um, as far as music, I just love listening. All Christmas music is great. I love Bing Crosby, uh, Frank Sinatra. I like the older stuff. Uh, Deanna Krall has a really good Christmas album as well. That kind of stuff. I'm not as much into fucking hate Mariah Carey, man. I'm really happy that she can live the rest of her life on the royalties from that goddamn song. But um, if I never hear it again, I I would be fine. I think I would keep on living my life and that would be okay. Best Christmas song of all time. This is not controversial. This is the truth. Just like It's a Wonderful Life is the best movie. The Fairy Tale of Newark uh, is the best Christmas song of all time. Pogues. Um, just, it's fucking amazing. If you haven't heard it, I think you should put it on. This, I guess this could would be kind of a music tradition that this song has to play once a day-ish in my world. I love Fairy Tale of New York. It is hilarious and it's well done. And it's just a good Irish. Oof, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, best Christmas album of all time. Kind of talked about this just a second ago. Um, Bing Crosby's Merry Christmas. It's just amazing. I love old classic music. I like putting on Bing Crosby uh, when I'm putting up the tree or making cookies. It just feels like I live in the 50s for some reason. I just think it's just great. My favorite Christmas album of all time. I have two very embarrassing favorite Christmas albums. I'll go from least embarrassing and then to you might turn off this podcast. My first slightly embarrassing album is Christmas with the Chipmunks. This was an album that my dad had when I was growing up. So this is, I think we, I don't know that we had really a lot of Christmas albums when I was growing up. This might have been the only one, but I remember um, the cover of it with the calendar and the chipmunks. Um, and it was just cute. And I think that I liked the chipmunks as a kid. I liked hearing Christmas music as a kid in this way. Um, the second and more embarrassing choice in my favorite Christmas album is NSYNC's Christmas album. <laughs> um, that is embarrassing. That is real bad. That sucks. But it makes me think of, I think I was in like high school, junior high. I don't remember how old I was when that came out, um, to be honest. But I remember I just was fucking in love with those boys. And so I listened to them. That's, that's embarrassing. Please don't. Please still be my friend after this. Uh, Die Hard. This is a question among questions. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? That's a great question. I have heard that there is the color red or green in every single scene of the movie. I do not know this. I've never checked because I've never actually seen Die Hard. <laughs> I love debating this question but I don't know because I've never seen it. So I can't really speak to it um, in a very knowledgeable way. So is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Sure, 
but I don't know. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie? Now this movie I have seen a zillion times, which is a lot, and it is a fucking Christmas movie. The whole, I don't know how this is even a question, the entire movie, a guy from like Halloween Town or whatever the hell it is, goes over to Christmas Town and like brings back, he brings back all the Christmas. He just wants to celebrate Christmas. Like 90% of the movie is Christmas. That's not a question. It's a Christmas movie. Thousand percent. Die Hard, don't know. Remember for Christmas? Hundo. Okay, that's all. All right. Christmas. Let's talk about it. I can't give you a straight answer on why I've been such a bah humbug guy about Christmas. I can tell you one of the big factors is that I did choir my whole life growing up. And for those of you that have done choir know that a massive, massive uh, portion of that is Christmas music. You go around caroling, you have a Christmas concert, you, you get ready for Christmas in choir for months and you're singing every Christmas carol for the 800th time and you have to act like you're liking it and you're so fucking sick of all the songs. Uh, it's hearing Hotel California for the 9,000th time. Well, multiply that by three and you've got jingle bells. I don't feel like it's a big shock or a big what the hell of why people wouldn't like Christmas stuff. So I've always, I've been a bah humbug guy and I don't know what changed this year. I'm not going to look into it too much. I'm not going to try to figure it out too much. I haven't got started therapy yet. Um, I mean, got a little bit of therapy. So Christmas awards, let's do this. Let's start with what is my holiday drink this season? I'll tell you what my holiday drink this season is. I've been really into champagne. I have. There's there's something about champagne this year that I'm just digging. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's just I've got the brand new kid. It's just easy. You know, you pop a bottle, you pour. And it, it's not like I'm drinking champagne every night. Although I have gained a few holiday new kid LBs. Uh, a little too much, uh, you know in ordering of food and stuff like that. But yeah, champagne. Uh, and in fact, you're going to see proof of that when we do our VCV cocktail hour this month, which is going to be, what is your holiday drink this year? That's right. We're all going to make for you our holiday drink of the, of the year. And uh, mine is going to have something to do with champagne. Damn it. And it's a good drink. Oh man, it's a good drink. So I'm going with champagne and you'll know a little bit more about it. Uh, when is it, when is it, uh, when am I, when am I, what am I, when am I, what am I? Um, in about uh, 10 days is when the VCV cocktail hour is going to release something like that. Oh, you'll see mid January. All right. Now we come to a very hard question. What is the best Christmas movie of all time? Best, not favorite. I think about this a lot. I've got a very simple answer. I'm not going to complicate it. I'll talk about some more things down the line, but I'm just going to say right out the best Christmas movie of all time is it's a wonderful life. What I realized is this is a little bit of an unfair awards thing. Cause how you, you can't argue that. What are you going to argue? It's a wonderful life is not the best Christmas movie of all time. Um, it is. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it when we get down to traditions. But to me, that is the best one of all time, followed closely by um, a couple others that we'll get into. What is my favorite Christmas movie of all time? Uh, besides It's a Wonderful Life, which I also I think just means a lot to me, uh, along with everybody else in the world, I'm going to go with Christmas Vacation. I mean, 
it's prime Chevy Chase, which already, bam, you're done. But it's it's just such a fucking amazing movie, and it's it's a holiday. It's it, you have to have it. You have to watch it, right? We all. We, I feel like that one might be a little controversial because I feel like there are people out there that hated it, but those people are idiots. So yes, whatever. Okay. So here we go into what are my, my Christmas movie traditions. So I do have Christmas movie traditions. Uh, they are as follows. First off the, the first Christmas movie that I have to watch in the year is with my daughter and it's home alone. I feel like anyone around the age of like seven to 12, all every generation forever since it came out, it, all their favorites are Home Alone, right? It is. So I always we always start with that movie. That's the first one. Uh, we we'll watch. We started watching Home Alone two with it uh, last year. I, that's that's a fairly good movie. It's I don't want to say it's a little more. Uh, it's it's well, it's not sillier. It's maybe it's just because the second one I think is more unrealistic and sillier. But that's. More unrealistic is ridiculous. Uh, man, terrible parents though, right? Fuck, terrible parents. Um, Christmas Eve, my, okay, it's time. The kids are in bed. It's time to, you know, do the thing. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I'll have a It's a Wonderful Life on. Uh, that's my Christmas Eve night movie. That's what I watch. I'll have a cocktail while I'm wrapping presents. That's the one. That's the one that means a lot to me. Earlier that same day, if I have time, uh, which I will because wrapping presents takes a long time, I'm going to watch Miracle on 34th Street. And don't give me that fucking ultra color, whatever, whatever. And don't give me some new variation, which as much as I love that little girl that was in Matilda, no, fuck that. Give me the black and white Miracle on 34th Street, the cute little girl chewing bubble gum at the beginning. That's it. That's the one. That's that's golden. Uh, the night before that, I'm watching Christmas Vacation. Okay, and then other than that, it's all kind of pieced together. Where you got to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. You got to watch The Grinch. The Grinch is one of the early ones. You can watch it a couple times because of how short it is. Those are my traditions. Oh, and of course, and I don't know if it's thanks to is it TNT or TBS, but I do watch a Christmas story. I'm such an idiot. Christmas Story is my favorite. Christmas movie of all time. That's my favorite with a bullet. No question. That's my favorite. Uh, and that's the one that's probably controversial. I feel like everybody likes Christmas vacation. I feel like Christmas story. It's like 20% of people are like, fuck that movie. That's my favorite one of all time. And that's the one I watch on Christmas. And I, you know, TNT, I don't know if they still do. Cause I don't have regular TV anymore, but they had it on a 24 hour loop for Christmas. So I'd always try to make sure that I caught the beginning to end of one of them. Now I just have to buy it, which that's fine because no commercials anyway. So Christmas Day, I'm watching Christmas Story, not shooting my eye out. Let's get to the music. What is the best Christmas song of all time? Now, it depends on, look, you can go with who performed it. You can go with... Um, you can go with White Christmas by Bing Crosby. You know, it's, it's hard to pass that up. You can go with Jingle Bell Rock by whatever guy did Jingle Bell Rock. I don't remember. Um, I, but there's a dynamic duo out there that created the perfect song. And it's basically, I know that uh, King Henry 
the eighth was I know it's supposed that he wrote green sleeves. I don't know if I don't, there's, there's no facts around who wrote green sleeves. The lore is that King Henry wrote it about, uh, Anne Boleyn. I think, I hope that I'm right about that. Um, and anyway, green sleeves is one of the greatest songs ever written to me. I just think it's, you know, it's amazing. The structure, the builds, the, the minor chord. I just love that song. And what child is this is that's green sleeves. Christmas just said, Hey, we're taking green sleeves. We're making it a Christmas song. Well, then you have Vince Guaraldi who does the greatest version of green sleeves. What child is this? It's this amazing jazz version in Charlie Brown Christmas. That's my favorite Christmas song of all time. It's perfect. It's amazing. And going to Christmas album, it, it that's the answer. That is the best Christmas album of all time. You start with that, that amazing, cool, calm, jazz Christmas tree. Uh, you've got towards the end, you've got the singing little kids. Uh, the, is it little drummer boy? The, the dun, 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 dun. I don't know. That's by far the best Christmas album of all time. In fact, for a long time, I was, I was staunch in saying that they're only two albums worth having Christmas wife, wife, wise. It is Vince Guaraldi's Charlie Brown Christmas and the composition that was The Snowman. If you've never seen The Snowman and you're a music fan, how dare you? How da- what are you thinking? Um, I've loved The Snowman. My, It's an amazing movie with the best music. Now, over the last couple of years, I've caved in to a lot of the 50s and 60s doo-wop Christmas. Ronnie Spector's Christmas album, which I don't... I should have had that up. I don't. It's amazing. I I've t- I turn as many people on to that as I can. And yeah, he's a piece of shit, but he's not seeing any of the money that it goes. So it's okay. Um, that album's incredible. And then yes, you have. I'm just a big non-vocal Christmas jazz guy. Uh, Christmas jazz with no vocals, I love. I love it. And that's that's me. But the best album, but still by far, is this one right here. It is. It. it if you disagree with that, you're wrong. It's also my favorite, like the favorite Christmas album. Yes, that's, that's it too. Um, it leads me to a question though, because there is one other album that I think could be a con that I think could contest for my favorite. A nightmare before Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? I say, absolutely. I say that, um, yes, it's a Halloween movie, but the feeling, the, the scene where Jack walks in and he, he plops down into the snow into Christmas town and he's looking out and he starts the what's this song. There are few movies that have been able to get that feeling of what Christmas is compared to the rest of the time of the year than that part. It does it perfectly. For that alone, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Not alone the fact that it, it is Christmas. Like it's, it has Christmas in it. So yes, it's a Christmas movie. The question more is, is that music Christmas music? I don't really think it's not really, you know, like the, the, the opening song, the Jack, the pumpkin King. And you know, what's this is a little Christmassy, but that's the only thing is the music from that movie. It's not Christmassy. So, uh, I will say that Christmas nightmare before Christmas, definitely a Christmas movie. 
The soundtrack, not Christmas music. But I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's incredible. And I know that people my age, it's kind of like you're, you're supposed to like it. It's a thing. And I feel like it's nowadays, it's cool to not like it, to be like, oh, it's so, but fuck, you know, Tim Burton, Burton, Tim Burton, animation, claymation, Jack fucking Skellington, the movie rules. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah, it is. Takes place during Christmas. Um, the only thing that gives me pause in calling it a Christmas movie is the fact that I can't watch it with my kids. And, you know, th the funny thing is, is I I've probably seen Die Hard start to finish twice. Like, that's a rewatchable. That's one of those things where you, when you, when I had TV, I turn it on. Oh, Die Hard's on. Well, I have to watch that. Like I've, I've seen Die Hard a million times from like minute 22 on, or, you know what I mean? Uh, so it is a Christmas movie. It's not one of my favorites. And I know as a male, my age, that's a dumb thing to say. Uh, I do love the movie. It's not a, I, I don't have to watch it every Christmas. And those are our Christmas awards. That's it. That's Christmas, everybody. You heard from Evil, you heard from Rachel, and you've heard from me. And I'll see you in the next preseason episode. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Uh, I think I'm going to be better for the next one, and we'll see you then. Now, hopefully, we never have to talk about Christmas again, although I get the feeling we're going to have to talk about it every year now because, man, for me coming around and liking Christmas, boy, do those two nut jobs just love it. And uh, this is your first preseason episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Versecourseverse.com at versecoursefirstpod. As you see, we, we still have episodes coming out every week. We are going to be on YouTube every time now, so go check it out on YouTube. But we're still on Spotify. We're still on iTunes. Episodes coming out every Monday. That's not going to change. January, we've got a little less YouTube content, like one a week instead of two a week. But that's not changing. We're still going to have YouTube content once a week. Starting in February, it'll be at least twice a week. Actually, a little bit more than that. We've got a lot coming at you and we're excited about it. I love you all. Merry Christmas. I know. Happy New Year. I know it's late for that. I don't care. Just close your eyes, hear some jingle bells in the background, and think Christmas. Don't you miss it? Don't you miss like 10 days ago or whenever this comes out when you've got a mimosa in you and it's Christmas morning, you're watching your kids open your presents. I mean, come on. Just think back. Smell the pine. I still get to enjoy it. I, I don't have Christmas for another two days in your face. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, here's to an amazing 2024. Good night and good luck. <laughs>